Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Rappernard. We'll be right back. Timmy Lammers will join us. Car Selling Secrets in the second hour with special guest who, Dougie? Mike Vec, the wizard behind the St. Paul Saints. Hey, we'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. This is technically sophisticated. 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 <laughs> I don't want to hear about your life, okay? Because we're going to cut this and send it on to be played tomorrow on the KQ Morning Show. Oh, that's right. we got to well, be Tom's out eating bonbons, lounging by the pool, yelling at all the peasants. One day, a Friday, I can finally play golf, and it's going to rain. <laughs> the hell is that? Saturday's supposed to be nice. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So actually, it's supposed to be 60s starting today, or it started yesterday, actually, for the next, like, 12 days. That's cool. So just take Friday off and then play golf Saturday and Sunday. Look out the window. It's raining. Let's talk about automobiles, shall we? We shall. Our business has been picking up. We're talking about this on the morning show the last week. It's still way off, but it's double what it was even 10 days ago. And part of the reason is there's just some killer new car deals right now. I can't go through all of them because we don't have as, as much time. I think the show only goes to 11. But you have 0% for 84 months at Buick GMC and at Chevrolet. Hyundai got into that act on the uh, new Tucson and the Elantra. Mazda did the same thing. Here's the coolest thing Mazda did. If you're a health worker, uh, from doctor, lab technician, so on and so forth, and you ha- own a car, Mazda will change your oil for free. It doesn't have to be a Mazda. If you're driving a Ford or a Chevy, Toyota, Buick, whatever it is, we've got two Mazda dealerships, one in Bloomington, Bloomington, Burnsville, and the other one is the brand new one up in White Bear. Contact them, and you can set up an appointment to get your oil changed for free. There are some restrictions. High-end Porsches don't qualify. You can always reach out to me for details at Doug at Walzer.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, take two of this spot. We'll be before the second hour. It'll be perfect. <laughs> It'll all work out well. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Ooh, Otis Redding. Mm-hmm. Little Otis Redding, baby. All right, I'll call Tim now. Do, do, Sitting in the morning sun. I can't sing like that. It all works out in the end. So, Dougie, what's happening? I had a, be- a great day yesterday. Um, I, for some reason, I bought a motorcycle after not owning a bike for 20 years. I bought it last winter, and I've been riding a little bit. Uh, I've reconnected with an old buddy of mine from high school who lives in Rosemont as well, and we just had a terrific ride. We went the farm roads, southern Dakota County, all the way to Cannon Falls, to Red Wing, 
cross the bridge up 35 in Wisconsin, which is beautiful, the Prescott, and then drive. back home. It's like yeah. 110 miles, and we stopped and chatted for a while. Socially distanced. Uh, part of the reason is he chain smokes, and I haven't had a cigarette in over 10 years. There so. you go. <laughs> but it was a, it was just a great day. It's uh, you know, And that is perfectly acceptable with the regulations the state of Minnesota has in place. In fact, if you read, it says drives for pleasure are okay. You just got to be you know, safe and smart about it. But it was, people are outside, man. You can tell it's uh, oh, yeah. it's spring in Minnesota. The cabin fever is starting to lift, and it feels good. Well, I tell you what, I, I have noticed the last two days coming in here at 530 in the morning, there's been more traffic. Uh, it started yesterday and even more traffic today at 530. So it's building. It is. It is. You can feel it. So I don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to do it or whatever. But um, You think the movie theaters are going to start opening, Tim? You Listen know, to that segue. Wow. Andy what about a segue? Right? <laughs> well, look, um, the governor in Georgia said that movie theaters can open Monday. But there is an indication from the industry, and this is, again, only from what I read through the Hollywood Reporter variety, that there's no way the theater the the studios are going to rush films back in no or the studio or the the major theater chains are going to open quickly because a they've been laid off so they got to get them back b they have to make sure that they're in a safe environment and they have to train them with cleaning and you know all these sorts of things so you know it's not going to be a and we got this is not mine but you hear it often you can't just flip a switch you know, uh, and, and, and the other thing is the, the films that they will be showing. I mean, you're not going to get your all of a sudden uh, Wonder Woman in there or whatever, you know, whatever it was meant to open at this time. You know, they'll have to show catalog titles that have been out before. So I don't know. I mean, given all those sorts of circumstances, I wouldn't be one, one of the first people through the door. No. No, I would agree with you on that one. I just... You know, the only reason I would like to be one of the first people through the door is that all those other noxious people on their phones wouldn't be back yet. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, you know, I have to tell you, the, the last film that I saw in the theater before they shut it down, I'm trying to think, last screening, I should say, it was Affleck's movie, um, The Way Back. Oh, The Way Back, yep. yep. And at this time, there, you know, obviously people were cognizant of what was going on with social distancing and all that already, even though the order hadn't been issued. And it's almost, it's really weird when you're sitting there and all of a sudden you do notice people coughing, you know, where before you you hear Mm. people hacking up along all the time. In fact, uh, when Bob went to see uh, the rise of Skywalker uh, the first time, he said there was a guy that brought his young kid, and the kid was hacking up along the entire time. It was so bad that he ended up going to see the film again so he could make sense out of what the hell was going on. So, you know, it's, it's weird, though, when you all of a sudden hear those sniffles and you hear those sneezing and you hear the coughing. Um, so I was kind of freaking out then, <laughs> to yeah. be honest with yeah. you. Um, so, yeah, I, and, and the other thing was, too, we weren't sitting a seat apart. We were all kind of jammed in there. And I noticed everybody around me kind of had their arms in. Nobody's putting their arms in the armrests either. So, look, we were paranoid then. How the hell are we going to be once this thing starts up again? Well, 
what do you think? How, how will we be when it starts up again? Do you think we'll be cognizant of there might? I mean, it's probably going to come back in the fall. It's not going to go away. Well, yeah, that's just it. I mean, honestly, I don't think that we're going to see anything normal in a theater or anywhere, for that matter, a, a sports stadium or whatever, anywhere you go, a gather until there is a vaccine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that to me is when life really is going to start beginning again for people. Because, again, we, there are so many unknowns currently about what's going on, but certainly everything we've heard that, you know, when it comes back, it's going to come back with a vengeance. Why would you want to risk that? Right. You know, because when does it start? That was the whole thing. Well, you know, so-and-so didn't act soon enough to do this or that or the other thing, you know, because people are running around asymptomatic. Okay, so here we are, second wave. People are asymptomatic to the second wave. They're running around. They're exposing people. When does that wave begin? I mean, there are just so many unknowns that, yeah, I mean, I've said this before. Maybe it was on KQ or or the podcast last week. Um, When they start screening films for us again for critics, I hope it's just critics. (laughs) That's not to say I can't catch it from a critic. Um, But... Obviously, there are only a handful of us then, as opposed to 400 of us, you know, because screenings, they pack us in. They want every seat full. Yeah, that's So the true. word of mouth builds and all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm going to be forthright with my, my PR folks. I'm going to say, look, I mean, unless these things screen, you know, with a small crowd, I I'm, may not be taking the risk. To wait, 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 hang on a second. You have PR folks? Well, not Ooh. my PR folks. Oh. My PR, yeah, I got my own publicist. Uh, yeah, I stick my foot in my mouth too often and they yell at me. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, my PR contacts uh, in town. There's two major firms uh, that I deal with um, that represent the studios. And, yeah, I mean, you know, so if you're listening, hello. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, getting a hold of you once the, once the screenings start again because – I've never been uh, shy about telling people I'm uncomfortable. And, Tom, you probably remember this. I was uncomfortable screening movies at Block E in downtown Minneapolis oh, yeah. because yep. people were getting shot and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got backed into the corner of an elevator by a crackhead who was holding his hand under his shirt. Oh. I and he's mumbling. It was not. Something about paying, paying it forward, paying it forward. And I got out of there. And I thought to myself, I almost lost my life uh, by taking a risk and going to see Jessica Simpson and Dukes of Hazzard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a problem. That would actually be pretty funny if you had gotten killed. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Well, you know what I mean. Tim's last film was Dukes of Hazzard (laughs) starring Jessica Simpson. I mean, you know, seriously, what, what a sacrifice that would have been. But no, no, so I started complaining then. And, and thankfully, at the time, you know, uh, you know, my dear late friend Bill Carlson was still screening stuff, and he was talking about, yeah, I pulled up, and there was just a fist fight outside the door, and you know, <laughs> so uh, eventually, a bunch of us just complained and said, look, man, we are not going to screen films down here anymore because it's not safe. So you know, they know I'm a loudmouth when it comes to safety issues. So yeah, yeah, they know the call's coming. No, it does make total. Look, I never went to a movie at the Block E theaters, but I also remember that GameWorks that was there, the video game oh, yeah. store. Oh, yeah. All my friends referred to it as GangWorks. <laughs> well, if you can remember, the deal was, and Patty was actually nervous about me going. She's really got to go. You really got to go to this, even during the daytime. 
Um, oh, yeah. There was a movie where somebody got pissed off at somebody because they spilled cheese on their seat or some stupid-ass thing like that. And they chased the person and shot him in front of, I think it was Glicks. Oh, God. Um, it was one of those pubs down there. And it was in the street. You know, it was a weekend night, I think. But that was kind of like, okay, uh, even if we're going during the weeknights, this is not cool, man. No. It, it's just, you know... So isn't it weird, you know, you go from something like that to a day when you're worried about catching something from somebody. But it's true. I mean, you don't know how it's going to affect you or other people that you might expose inadvertently and, and all that stuff. So, God, I, again, we're probably looking at 2021 before before we uh, start getting back to normal screenings. And really? You think so? All that stuff. Well, it's got to be. I mean, I hope not. I don't want theaters to go away. Mm. You know, I don't want concerts to go away. I don't want base. I don't want the Vikings to go away. You right. know, um, I I, I got to see them win a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, you think that they might let them play virtual football and somehow the Vikings will win that way? Yeah, it's probably the only way they could win. <laughs> I've, I've been waiting now since I was nine years old. <laughs> oh, well, unfortunately, I've I've suffered through three of those four losses. I was too young for the first one, but I. I remember after losing to Pittsburgh, I was crying upstairs, kicking my bed, and Mom came up, tried to console me. We're never going to win. You were oh, right. Sure. Oh, sure, they'll win, Timmy. Okay, uh, how many years later? <laughs> so, mm, it's been almost 30. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you know. Hey, they brought, they blocked Ray Guy's punt. It's never happened before. That's We're right. going to win. Yep. Fumble at the goal line. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't want to. Lose. You wouldn't want to run Chuck Foreman from the two no, two yard line. You want to go with Brent McLennan. Isn't that just amazing how that is burned in all of our minds? Oh God, what a stupid idea that was. Oh my God. So anyway, I, I've I've, got, I've gotten off the beaten path, as they say. But no, I mean it's they're going to have to take precautions. And I heard Oldsterholm talking about how. George is heading for a train wreck with all this reopening like this. And I, I hope it's not true. You don't want to see it happen. Right. You want things to work out for the best. But sometimes the officials can do all they can do and, and, and have the best of intentions. But when you've got people already that aren't following the rules, then you're, you've got yeah. problems. I, I, and that's the whole deal. I, I talked about it this morning on the on the morning show. I personally have no fear of COVID-19 at all because... You know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't, you know, do this. I don't, I don't have diabetes, I don't have any health problems or any stuff. So if I got it, highly unlikely, I'd get sick for about a week and that'd be about it. But I just don't want to pass along to anybody else. That's my only concern. Well, and, I, and I'm right there with you. I don't drink, I haven't drunk for 30 years, and that was because of my diabetes, I quit. Uh, my wife was pregnant with our first son. Uh, so I said, you know what, I'm going to take all the negatives out of the way, and that was the first one to go. I've never smoked, but again, I do have type 1. Three of my four children have type 1. Mm-hmm. The youngest, because, uh, you know, she's our, our wonderful daughter from China. She, uh, you know, isn't going to inherit it from us. Um, but say, wait a um, minute. Wait one second. Isn't it racist to say your daughter's from China? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's it, it certainly, we're, we're thinking all that, you know, is Look, put it this way. If anybody says anything to her like that, it's their ass. Okay? She's got, she's got like big it. brothers. She's got big brothers and dad. 
No, she's such a sweet sure kid. Make sure that they'll never say it again. You have good kids. But, um, you know, here, um, you know, but again, uh, I'm glad over the fact that I haven't been drinking for 30 years. I'm glad that I never smoked because you're right. Then all of a sudden you're more vulnerable. Yeah. So. Yep. Good thing you you stopped smoking ten years ago, Doug. That's you know seriously, man. Yeah, no, you don't I, think about the potential ramifications of something like that if you don't. No, I know. I and it it was the hardest thing that I've ever done. I'd tried to quit unsuccessfully many times before, and I, I I'd start to feel it in the morning. I'm like, God, this is going to kill me. It's if I don't do it, and it's. And I really missed him for about two or three years, and now when I'm the rare times I'm around somebody that smokes, I just I can't stand it. It's weird. I, it does smell weird, doesn't it? Now, if somebody told me the it world's does. ending tomorrow, I, I would not race out and buy a pack of Reds. Well, it's just amazing when people walk in and it's all over their clothes. You know, you can just smell right. it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I I you know I'm glad, and and basically that was growing up with a dad who was a deputy sheriff and said, you will not smoke. And uh, when he comes home, you know, he puts the gun up above the refrigerator. It's like, okay, uh, is it going to kill me if I smoke? <laughs> <laughs> it might. It's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. It is a Hello, possibility. Were... Hello? Yeah, we're, we're here. here. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, wait, I, did, I didn't, I tended not to piss Dad off, so... But again, boy, being raised in a strict household like that, boy, it it pays dividends down the line, that's for sure. I tried not to piss my dad off, but no matter what I did, it didn't work. <laughs> so that's <laughs> the way it went. Oh, man. So, you know, uh, again, you just got to be careful. And, and Patty is worried about me, you know, going out to pick up stuff or whatever. And we do all drive in, drive up pickup stuff, mm-hmm. but just because of the diabetes. Now... Having said all this, and this is weird, um, we got my youngest son, uh, it was early March or late February, we went to get him in Mankato because he had a, a fever. And with him being diabetic and possibly getting the dehydration, we were worried, so we brought him home. And he that's all pretty much he had. Now, around um, March 7th, I remember I wanted to call my best friend for his birthday, and I couldn't. That weekend, Patty and I were both fever, cough, sore throat, and I was wiped out for a good week or so. And you almost wonder, did we have it already? It sure would be nice to know. But but the, the larger question that they, that they don't have the answer to is, uh, does that mean that you're immune from, from reinfection? Well, and, and they don't it. know that. And our youngest daughter actually ended up getting a fever, too. And that was it. Boom, it was gone. So, you know, kind of weird how you got the two youngest people in the house that got the fever and it was gone. And then the two older ones, um, you know, Patty had a lot, uh, I had a lot worse than her. Um, but, yeah, I, when I broke a sweat, I drenched the bed, and that never happened. All right, we don't I mean, need to hear about that. Thing. That's yeah, and I, and I never got, <laughs> I never get, I knock on wood, I never get sick either. Um, so, knock on wood, but... God, what, what the hell happened all of a sudden then? The guy who gets sick once every 10 years all of a sudden gets sick. It was, it was bizarre. Well, how long has it been since you've been sick? Uh, well, I mean, there was a, I had a terrible strep throat deal a couple of years ago, but before that, I can't even tell you. Hmm. I can't really? even tell you. I was one of those guys when I was actually employed by other people. I never took sick days hmm. because I was never sick. We got, I got food poisoning once. So. we got to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple minutes more with Tim Lammers and... 
with the family. Yeah, with the, well, my mic was cut off. Yeah, the uh, phone is being weird. Oh, it's being weird, okay. Yeah. With the family. <laughs> Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. A sweet Caroline. What do you think of that action? It's beautiful. As long as you like can a... do it, because apparently Neil's not going to join in. There, there you is. go. Neil came jumping in. Every time I hear this, I think of my lovely wife, Catherine, at a Christmas gathering. A guy came in and did his uh, Neil Neil Diamond impression. He was really good, too. He was really, really good at it. Was it Neil Zirconium? It was. Neil Zirconium. And your mom said, and I quote, that guy sounds just like Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond sucks. God, your wife is so funny when she has a couple of cocktails. Oh, yeah. She's kind of funny anyway, but oh, yeah. the, fish, the filters get pulled off, I think. Yeah, she didn't have a whole lot oh, yeah, of filters. I inherited that lack of uh, tact. The lack of tact. That's real nice. Timmy Lammers with us, ladies and gentlemen. Timmy, I have to ask you a question. Um, Wendy, one of our loyal listeners to the morning show and this podcast. Suggest- oh, yeah, I know Wendy. Yeah. No, you know Wendy, absolutely. Uh, recommended a show called Prodigal Son. Holy Hannah, is that a good show? You know, I heard you talking about that yesterday, and I haven't seen it. Now, where where are you watching it? Where What network is it? It's on Fox. It is Fox. Yep. Okay. I wonder if I could get that on Hulu. I yes. Mean, I know. Yes, you can. Yeah, and, you yep. know, because Disney owns Fox now, and, and obviously a lot of their stuff is is showing up on, on Hulu. So, yeah, that's great. That's great to know because with these series, you don't, you just don't know until you get a couple episodes in, and if it sucks, you've wasted a couple hours. Not that we don't we have extra time now to watch stuff, but no, that's great. Now, what what, what was the premise of that one again? Uh, Prodigal Son is about a young boy whose father ends up being a serial killer who's killed like 22 oh, yeah. people, 
and he discovers a woman's body in a trunk at the house and, and how traumatized he is by that. And he, he becomes an investigator to just kind of figure out. I'm sure the whole point of the show is he's trying to figure out what the hell got, what happened to his father that turned him into a serial killer. It's always the question, isn't it? It always is the question, yeah. But I, I found it, uh, the show is very, very good. They do a real nice job. I mean, there's, some of it's over the top, but that's what, you know, entertainment is. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Prodigal Son, it's really good. Yeah, that's, that sounds really fascinating. And I have to know, because I know, I'm pretty sure you've seen at least the first couple seasons, or the first season of Ozark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And the third yeah. one is, the third season is out. Sansevier got all three, him and Mary got all three done in a week. <laughs> all Holy three mackerel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, Mike Bryan and I, um, I let him know when it came out, the third one, and we were texting all weekend long about what was going on and stuff. It was pretty cool because we, uh, I said, yeah, you got it. He had, you know, seen the first two seasons. I wasn't aware that he, he did or not, but uh, we were going back and forth about some of the characters because there's some great acting in that show. I'm telling you, besides Jason Bateman and Laura mm-hmm. Lenny, yep. there's this girl named Julia Garner who is, she puts the F in Firecracker, man. She is amazing. Yeah, she should have been in Justified. She would have been a main really? character in that. Yeah, oh, she's, she's a total God, Justified character. Loved that show. Loved Justified. She's hey, Tim. not afraid to tell you to F off, that's for sure. Tim, did you happen to watch uh, Search for One-Eyed Jimmy like I told you to? No, I'm, I'm going to do that, Dude. sir. I, I looked it up. God, I did hilarious. look it up, though. Uh, and it's on uh, Amazon, I believe. Yeah, I can never remember where it is. Yes, yeah. So I did. I mean, and yeah, I, it's 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 on my list, and uh, I promise this weekend, Doug, I will okay. watch it so we can All right. I'll hold talk about it. next week. I tell you where my weekend went this past weekend was a show on, and I, I've never had HBO, um, but uh, Amazon was offering like, uh, and it might be still going on, some access to some HBO shows, and yep, I saw Succession. Succession. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, have you both of you seen yes, that? I've mm-hmm. seen them all. A collection of the most miserable people that ever walked the planet, and they're all related to each other. Yeah, <laughs> and they're the most filthiest snake backstabbing sobs. Brian Cox is the epitome, the epitome. Sorry, Tom. The epitome. The epitome, yeah, go epitome of epitome. evil. They laugh it up, lammers. <laughs> and, and there are only two, at least after the first season. This and this may change. There are two sympathetic characters that I found: the cousin, the clueless cousin. And then the one that's married to uh, the son that was running the show at the beginning. Yeah, he's got uh, the kids. For, you Other can than pretty that, much you can pretty much forget about the clueless cousin. Oh no! Yeah. Well, that's nice of tipping well, him off. Just... Well, no, no. You you expect at some point something's going to go bad so because I... these people are so incredibly corrupt. And again, it, it doesn't matter if they're related to each other or not. They're going to try corporate takeovers. They're going to try. Uh, votes of no confidence, and we're talking about billions of dollars being at stake where enough is never enough. So you just kind of figure at some point everybody's just going to go down that that evil path, you know. Yeah, no, it it gets slimier and slimier. I, I talk movies from time to time with Paul Walzer, and he's like, have you seen Succession? I said, yeah, they're just a bunch of miserable pricks. And he goes, I love that film or that, that series. And the guy, and I can't remember what the cousin's name is, the really tall guy. He's the yeah. son of a friend of Paul's, so 
He goes, that's why oh, we started really? watching. Wow, it. that's cool. I mean, yeah. he's a terrific actor. Yeah, wait, he really wait, is. Wait, wait, wait. Paul has friends? I, well, he pays them. <laughs> well, he pays them. Yeah. Okay, well, now I understand. They're like servants, but he calls them friends. <laughs> that's really nice. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he, again, he's sympathetic, and you know people are using him, and he's he's almost too stupid to figure it out, but he finally gets it, and I would imagine something, well, yeah, I don't want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, just hang with it a bit more. You'll figure it out. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's but worth you know, it. something to do with shredding documents, that whole deal uh, is going to come back to bite him in the ass somehow, I would imagine. So I got to see season two. Season three right now is on hold because they um, they held the production stops because of COVID. Right. Yep. So who knows when that's going to come up. But I got a whole uh, – another weekend task for me is to watch season two, but – it's, it's, you know, you hate every character, but yet it's just so damn fascinating you can't turn away. And it's called Succession. Mm-hmm. Succession. Right. Brian Cox is the main I guy. really like him. He's kind yeah, of okay. loosely based on Rupert Murdoch. He's the oh. patriarch of the family. And, and Sumner yeah. Redstone. Yep. You know, so, yeah, you, you know, so obviously you do get some political stuff in there. Uh, but, you know, I can't. It, you know what it makes me feel like, uh, you guys? It's like, I don't ever want this much money. No, I understand Because everybody's just after it, that's all. Oh, yeah. Now, Tim, I can't remember in season one, do you meet the kid's mother? Yeah, you do. Okay, yeah. She's yeah, you, you do. And, and Just she, as miserable as the rest of them. <laughs> oh, God. Because she's, uh, to me, was one of the very few sympathetic characters because she knows her husband's got serious issues going. They're divorced. They're still an attraction there there's still a little uh tomfoolery going on between the two or whatever you want to call that um but uh you know ultimately she knows he's a scumbag and she can't get back together with him so she's just trying to protect her family and uh oh that's too bad yeah that's kind of your opinion on that will change too i don't want to give any more away but anyway I'm no glad no you, and again I'm glad it, you it's not it. a spoiler or giving anything away because you just know that when you get into a situation where it is so entirely corrupt and the reason that young kid in there, the clueless cousin, is because he, yes, he's part of the family, but he doesn't have nearly as much. He was stealing cookies from the kitchen and putting them in doggy bags, you yeah. know, because he was starving. He didn't have any money. So eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to take over and, and corrupt him. I mean, I figured that was going to come. Yeah, I could see that, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Timmy. Mm-hmm. Have you heard us talking about the Doug and Catherine are the ones that told me about this? Have Have you been listening when we talk about the Babylon Bee at all? Yeah, I have. <laughs> oh my God, they they came up with another couple of barn burners. I mean, seriously, it is one of the funniest damn things I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've seen Doug's posts on Facebook about them. And there's a, it's another one called the hard times. Hard, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, they're all variations of the onion. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The Babylon yes. B tends to have a religious bent. The hard times is all musician onion yes. stories. Okay. Here's a great one from the Babylon B today. It shows a picture of AOC with a bullhorn and there are people standing in line and she's yelling at them through the bullhorn and the, the Babylon B headline reads, AOC drops by unemployment office to tell people how lucky they are not to have oppressive jobs. <laughs> you know, there is video out there oh. about uh, her. She's getting interviewed by some guy basically saying, you know, because of the conditions, the horrid conditions, people aren't going to want to go back to work. So it's like she's almost advocating it. 
in a way. Oh, that's what she does. Now, and didn't I lo- she graduate like with honors yeah, from really. BU? Oh yeah, she she was a rich kid mm-hmm. from yeah. Westchester named Sandy Ocasio. It was not it was not Ocasio Cortez. It was okay. Sandy Ocasio. Yeah. You know, she's a total fraud. Mm, like Geraldo Rivera, I think his real name is Jerry Rivers. Jerry Rivers, yeah, yeah. it is Jerry yeah. Rivers. Okay, one more of Babylon B, then well, I'll shut up, you I know, promise. What, who is it? It's uh, it's not Cumio, it's the other New York guy. Oh, Bill de Blasio? Yes, Bill yeah. de Blasio. You know his real name, right? I, I don't remember, but I know it's not. Warren Wilhelm. Warren Wilhelm. Say, couldn't I was going to say Hoyt Wilhelm. Yeah, Hoyt couldn't be less Italian, but... <laughs> it is. It is well, his mom's Italian, though. Well... Oh, what a fraud. But his, yeah, he, cha- he had to change his name to the more Italian one to well, of course be more uh, palatable to the New York City audience. Well, I think he also hated his father. Yeah, probably. I think. I think that's exactly right. So I don't know what to tell you. <clears throat> I'm so, There's a couple more I saw. Sorry. Keep going. Don't slip away, Allie. Come back to Noah, cries weeping Brian Stelter during nightly viewing of The Notebook. He watches it every night. Oh, my God. Here's a good one. Uh, Herbal essential oil. There are three big barrels of herbal essential oil. Essential oils plummet to 2.7 million a barrel. (laughs) Yeah, for real. The one I saw this morning I like was... Baptists thrilled that they can wear masks to liquor stores. <laughs> you were reading that today. <laughs> yeah, they have to wear a mask outside, uh, and now uh, you get to go to the liquor store. I was under the impression that Baptists didn't care who that, knew. That, oh, 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 Baptists oh. care a lot. Do well, they? Baptists aren't supposed to drink. Well, that's, why the, that's the joke. All of the ones I know do. But, well, that's why the joke's even funny. Ah. <laughs> uh, was that old joke about Baptist, why Baptists don't have sex? Because people think they're dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's it's an interesting world. Let it me is. just say that it all works out in the end. But um, no, I, I, Catherine and I are learning because we are sequestered. We don't go out very much. We go for a walk every night, and that's about it. Like when I I get off the show here today, I will go. I got to stop by Byerly's for a second on the way home, and then I I'll go home, and I'm sure I'll sit down and watch television all weekend. I wanted to play golf tomorrow, but no. Well, you could go out and hit balls this afternoon. Mm, yeah, I might be able to. That I might be able to yeah. do because it's supposed to be what, like sixty-five. Sixty-five. Today, right? Go Perfect, over to Top actually. Golf. There you go. Top Golf. I heard that is a lot of fun. Actually, I've heard it. I did too. too. I've heard that. Yeah, the Top Golf. Top Golf is a hell of a lot of fun. So I wouldn't mind giving that a whirl. We'll take. Now, a is that open? Did they let did let that facility open again? I don't know. Or I don't know. Good question, actually. Because I don't know either. Because you can't, you can't separate. You can't distance at top just golf. I wouldn't see. Bring a just bring a bag of balls and hop the fence and climb in there. And oh, that's really. Away. They are temporarily closed. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. No oh. top golf for you. Oh, well, uh, go down. Maybe it's, they'll be open in Georgia. How about that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then Georgia probably would be open. That's true. We will be right back for part three with Timmy Lammers. Right after this and family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. 
Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Who the hell is this, Helen Reddy? No, this is uh, Son of a Preacher Man. Sure is. Who is that? It's uh, Dusty Springfield, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, yeah she was an attractive woman. It's a great tune, actually. Remember, Starts uh, out slinky and slow. What uh, uh, Buddy, uh, the, the wonderful drummer, Buddy Rich. Yeah. Did you ever hear what he said about Dusty Springfield? I can't imagine it was polite. <laughs> He's on Johnny Carson. He's on Johnny Carson. He goes, Johnny. Johnny had been going on some dates with other women, with younger women. He goes, oh, yeah, like like who? And he goes, well, actually, I spent some time uh, with Dusty Springfield, beautiful woman, as you know, but there was only one problem, that every time, like, she would spend the night or I would spend the night, I'd wake up in the morning, look over, and she looked like Duke Ellington. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what a nice thing to say on international television. Gee, thanks. And Dusty Springfield is a white English woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looks like Duke Ellington. I guess she wore a lot of makeup is the... Uh, uh, that's the implication. The idea. Yes. Well, Buddy was not... I mean, he was probably arguably the best drummer that's ever played, but not a handsome man by any stretch. No, God, no. He's a hell of a talent, though. There's, it's tough getting around that he was a very, very talented drummer. A great storyteller. I mean, Johnny Carson used to love him, have him on the show. He loved having him on the show, so that's kind of cool. In any case, so, Timmy. Yes, sir. Any other movies you'd recommend? Because i, I, I got to believe it's going to be, now, Catherine and I did see uh, Jimmy One Eye, which I loved and Catherine hated. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was hilarious because the guy said things like, can't believe you broke my glasses. You don't understand. These are subscription. <laughs> subscription glasses. Let's. <laughs> it's a very New York movie. Yeah. It is a very New York movie. But That's the all... thing is you have to, I feel like you have to have lived in that environment to get it. Because otherwise it doesn't so. seem yeah. real. Yeah, Mom but and Melissa looked... hated it. I found it okay, but I mean, I've, I've never lived among those people. So, you know, to me it was all just kind of like... It was a curiosity. It wasn't like, oh, that's totally how it is. Well, yeah, well, that's kind of like watching Fargo and saying this is BS. That's true. Going to, going to the restaurant afterwards with your wife, and somebody's up there at the bar saying, yeah, I whooped his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's right. like, oh, my God, this is, this is real. Yep. <laughs> you know? North Dakota is so, a different universe. Yeah. Uh, movies, if, you know, look, I, I think that if you, uh, again, don't expect any... Uh, deep uh, ruminations or anything, but Bad Boys for Life is a really entertaining movie. I definitely want to see that after your recommendation. Yeah, that, and I'm telling you, I, I'm not a big fan of Ben Affleck's acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan I, of I'm glad you record. said that. I don't. Th- I think he's terrible. Yeah, I he's think he is. I, I won't go so that far, especially after seeing him in a movie called The Way Back, which is also new on video this week. 
Uh, it's about a guy. It's a personal tragedy. Uh, he was a big college uh, or high school hotshot that never really flourished after that, and there was a reason for that. But he's invited to uh, come back and coach at his high school. Uh, so it's one of these redemption tales. But seriously, the best acting I've seen from him in years. In years, and he's the only star in it. You might recognize the guy who plays the priest, but you don't know anybody else, and they're all terrific. It's not like Ben is stealing scenes from or anything like that. And it's in a basketball movie. I mean, obviously, if you're still itching and mourning the loss of college and high school hoops or whatever hoops you're into, this is a great movie. And I'm not a basketball fan, really. I love high school basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was completely surprised by it. And uh, that's well worth renting. And it's now it's, it's actually four ninety nine or five ninety nine because um, that was one of those films that was only playing for a couple weeks that came out and you could get it for 20 bucks, you know, when they had, uh, you know, there were movies like Invisible Man, Tommy. I don't know how much you paid for that one over the weekend. I heard you talking about it. But, um, you know, the, the studios had to recoup something, so they made yeah. it available for 20 bucks. which, again, the big scheme of things, you're going to pay that, uh, if not more, for a couple tickets in the theater. So yeah. you kind of rationalize it that way. But ser- seriously, The Way Back is a terrific movie. That's called The Way Back with Ben Affleck. With Ben Affleck, yeah. Right. I think you'll really be surprised. And no, he, yeah, I mean, it's the best thing he's done in years. Is he Brando? Hell no. <laughs> you know, but he's, he, I don't know, man. He, he, again, I say it all the time. I said it this morning with that awful Selma Hayek movie and, and, and everything. Uh, but it, actors are only as good as their scripts. Hell, it is know? true. And, 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 you know, once in a while you'll get a movie like that you know, where it comes from probably an independent filmmaker or whatever, somebody you haven't heard from. Certainly they didn't have the budget to employ anybody else of note. And, again, the way he plays with other people in the film, I mean, again, he clearly realized he was part of this ensemble. He was leading the ensemble. But it was so impressive. I I couldn't believe how impressed I was with him in that movie. Yeah, I could see that. You know... I just keep sitting here thinking about, you know, what Andy said, and I think you're right, that, you know, Melissa and Mom had no idea and they didn't care for it. You kind of understood it. But I'll give you an example of why I love that movie, you know, because, like, you know, these glasses are subscription. (laughs) There was a guy in my neighborhood, and I won't identify him because he's a good friend. To this day, all these years later, he says, hey, Tommy, I heard you talking about the thing the other day. That's a good ideal. Oh, jeez. He says ideal instead of, and he always has, and apparently he always will. Hey, that's a good ideal. Uh, well, it could be an ideal, could I suppose. Be. Have you guys happened to have seen uh, Afterlife? It's a Ricky Gervais series. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's good. The second, uh, I think the second series just launched yesterday or today. Yeah, I haven't seen I it yet. Right. Yeah, that'll be, you know, and what's great about that show and Ricky does it with all of his shows. They're short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like half-hour episodes, and they're yep. generally only six episodes Very per season. So, you know, it's something you can get through in a night if you wanted to. No, I, I, I really like Ricky Gervais. He, he's an interesting guy, I will tell you that. Well, you know, it's, I, it was so wonderful, and I, I gave him a shout-out on Twitter with Brad Blanks interviewing him. Clearly those guys 
have such of a wonderful oh, yeah. back and forth, and it's yep. really entertaining to 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 see that because you know a lot of times you got interviewers who got this agenda in mind or whatever, and they're not thinking about. Well, this is a good thing about Brad uh, and and you, Tom. I mean, it's just as much about listening as it is asking questions, mm-hmm. and they're 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 having conversations. You know, uh, and and uh, so that is so much fun to watch when these guys got like a 15-year history and they can just give each other crap and, you know, it just, or I, I would say it's probably more Ricky giving Brad crap, but... Um, yeah, you you can, know, I don't think you can so really match, you can't match wits with Ricky Gervais. No, You're never going to uh, win that fight. It's going to be tough. But, you know, Brad is, uh, you know, he's smart enough to know that it's just all in good fun and... You know, some people say, Ooh, you know what else happened? You know, getting getting insulted by Ricky Gervais, especially at the Golden Globes, <laughs> yeah. which was which was one of the best pieces of television in, in about the last decade. <laughs> it was great. No, nah, Brad does such a great job with that. I, yeah, I, I, we can't move on without saying it. Brad does a really good job. And like you said, it sounds like those guys have known each other forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, he talked about... about uh, Brad sweating uh, uh, profusely, <laughs> exactly. and then yeah, on the uh, on his, I think it's YouTube version of it. Um, Brad pulls up the clip where you can see Ricky giving him crap about sweating, and said, "Look at look at your underarms, your shirt's wet. What are you going to do?" I mean, he's just—they're having a ball. It was on the red carpet. I can't remember for what show, but you know. So yeah, it's, it's really fun to watch those two uh, go back and forth. No, no question about that. Um, any other TV shows that I should be watching? Let's see, we got The Afterlife, we got Prodigal Son. We got, is anything else new? Well, I tell you, and I, you know, I hate to say this because I have friends that work in broadcast, what used to be broadcast television. Mm-hmm. Your shows are dreadful. Seriously, yeah. ABC, NBC, CBS, most of Fox has got a couple. You know, CBS got a couple, NBC's got a couple. Uh, you know, the sitcom died harder than I think oh, any other genre God. in the world. Horrible. Well, you know, it's the whole FCC restrictions. I mean, you got streaming, you got so many options now where they can do what they want. And I'm not saying that they got to throw an F-bomb in there for the sake of throwing right. an F-bomb in <laughs> right. there. But it's just the, you know, I don't know if it's so much that way anymore, but, you know, one of the things that people that work for Netflix, filmmakers, directors, whatever, they loved the creative freedom that they gave them. There wasn't somebody mm-hmm. micromanaging their projects. I would imagine everything in broadcast is being micromanaged, you know, in suits saying, yeah. Yeah. this, you know, keep this and da-da-da. Oh, we got to hit that demo here and all that. You know, Netflix doesn't care about any of that sort of stuff. They put it out there. They hope you watch it. One smart thing that they've done that I really appreciate, because they're really tight with numbers, they will not let you know, only once in a while, they'll let you know how many people saw The Irishman or whatever. Yeah, no, they don't release any of that. They don't. The, the smart thing that they've done is, right now, they've got uh, the top ten most viewed on Netflix. So that's how I knew Tiger mm. King was being watched by so many people, and Ozark was, you know, a close second, or it was second for a couple weeks. It's that, you know, they let you know what's, what's being watched, and, and obviously there's a good reason for that because all of a sudden it's going to draw more eyeballs when you pull up that application on your screen or whatever you do. So, um, yeah, and, and, you know, I mentioned this morning too, Tom, Quibi. Um, it's, and, and for people that are listening that don't know much about it, it's 
basically a, a streaming app for your cell phone. You can't watch it anywhere else. And you can download it for free for 90 days. I mean, that's a hell of a deal. And then it's four ninety nine a month or whatever. But they got shows on there, including um, my buddies uh, Brian and Adam, uh, Brian Meadow and Adam Schindler. They got 50 States of Fright, which is a horror series. And that's great. And there's another one called Flip with uh, Will Forte and Caitlin Olsen from uh, Always Sunny. Yeah, right, sure. They play a couple. They, um, they're, they're a couple of wannabes, HGTV house flippers, you know, and they uh, happened upon some money that was stashed away in a house that was abandoned. Happens to be money that belonged to the cartel. The cartel doesn't kill them because they loved what they did with the house, so they kidnap them and bring them to Mexico to have them redo their mansions. <laughs> so it's, it's just really funny stuff. They got comedies, they got horror, they have uh, action, you know, reality stuff, which I've never cared about. But, mm-hmm. man, I'm telling you, it's a great network, and, and uh, so far, so good. I love everything that I'm, I've been seeing on it. And, again, each chapter is 10 minutes or less. So, you know, you can, and then you got to wait a day. Otherwise, you know, by now some time has passed. So you'll be able to see sh- some shows in their entirety. So I, I'm just loving the hell out of that app. I only wish I could see it on my TV, but I can't yet. You'll be fine. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you next week on the morning show and on the podcast. Indeed. Uh, Doug, I promised to watch the One Eye Jack. One Eye Jimmy. One-Eyed you could watch One Eye Jack, too, but it's not oh. as good. One Eye Jimmy and Jack and everything else. Okay, One Eye Jimmy. And uh, everybody else, stay safe. Doug, not, no, I'm not, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thanks, Timmy. Yeah, talk to you guys next week. Everybody stay safe. Okay. Bye. Yeah. We'll be back with the second hour. Our special guest, Doug's a special guest, Mike Veck. Yeah. We'll be appearing. I almost said Bill Veck. I literally almost just said well, Bill Veck. his dad. So. My generation. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, in any case, we'll be back just a couple of minutes with Car Secrets.